welcome everyone back to another episode of not fighting that's right not fighting and um yeah we're this is a show about well i guess i always say like i'm tyler bishop and then i always like do i need to tell people who we are yeah we should have just named it like the tyler and jenna bishop podcast like personal branding you know i know don't you don't think so yeah see that's the difference between us right like i'm way more like let's put my name on everything and yeah also hey everybody (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i am like whenever like trump puts his name on buildings i'm like i get it (laughs) (laughs) i swear that guy's gone though yep and you know what like honestly i'm just happy to be done with uh election like news talk i mean yes. i know i know you never get rid of politics but and like still probably gonna carry on for a long time but i'm like well at least the the text messages and the oh. the advertisements are gonna be done oh Thank i'm so God. tired of the text messages i was getting missouri ones and california ones yeah, same same and i'm like i don't know guys i voted like months ago it feels like right so it's too I'm late over it all and i just hope that like Regardless of the outcome, regardless of like what your feelings are on it, like we can all just like choose to be like good humans and try and like work together just to like make your own communities and make the a good impact on like the area that you live in. Because I think that the whole politics, especially with the coronavirus and, and the election going on at the same time, I think that it was such a divisive thing. Like I think the politicians on both sides we're just trying to like keep everybody divided and so for me like i'm not trying to go on a rant or anything but i am (laughs) so i don't know like can we just all like choose to like like um be more understanding of each other's like opinions and like maybe see where people are coming from and i'll try and be united like towards like one common goal which is just to be like better people <laughs> so I, I i i hear you but I, I i sort of go the other way okay so okay okay i'm i'm listening <laughs> so throughout this entire process you know i was telling you this the other day i don't know if it's like this contrarian nature built into yeah, me yeah, yeah. but when i see like one side of the political spectrum like trying to dunk on the other one yeah it's like i want to just like lucy their charlie brown and pull their ball away like yes. i i find myself just like hating it and it's like when somebody's like trying to tell me about like whatever issue or cause is really important to them in like the political sphere i just want to be like yeah 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 well i take a different stance i'm anti-climate and i don't believe in immigration like you know i don't think that i just don't think we should have any climate and i don't think that immigrants exist i think it's all fake news <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are quite the contrarian on on certain things Yes, but I do understand your sentiment because I feel like at the end of the day, with this election, like we kind of all lose. Yeah, and that's the thing that I want everybody to try to take away from this. If you're really excited or you're really disappointed in the results, shame on you. Yeah, just shame on you for having feelings about this at all. Yeah, because it's one of those things where like I agree with you. It's like, um, you know, I think everybody justifies whatever vote they place. Uh, is like the lesser of two evils or like well at least it's better than the alternative and it's like it's a democracy right like we should be picking like not like choosing of like one or two options lesser of two evils <laughs> yeah it's like democracy is like you get to choose it's like going to uh or it's like if- i think that's why i'm just happy it's done because i'm like everybody's like go vote and like do all these things and like 
politics in your face, in your face. And then it's just like, well, I feel like I don't actually have a say in this because I don't want to vote for either of these people. Yeah. They clowns. Okay, but let's move on. Yeah. And again, maybe it's my <laughs> contrarian nature, but when somebody tells me to go vote, you know what I want to do is. Nah, I ain't going to vote. I don't want to vote. I, I want to not vote, and then I want to track like, down. Are, I want to be like, who are you voting for? I'm going to vote for the opposite. <laughs> we can't sort each other out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to not vote, and I'm going to go out of my way to find somebody else's vote. And then try to make it invalid somehow. <laughs> so all the voter fraud you guys were talking about, Tyler was like tampering with votes somehow. I think that's like some kind of crazy crime where you get like some way over the top sentence. So I don't want that on like YouTube where the government at some point is going to be like, he admitted to voter fraud. Like we're going to lock him up. There was nothing done. We just did our mail-in ballots. That's it. <laughs> of all the people that should go to jail, they send me to jail for like... Anyways, nothing. There's don't investigate anything. Not. There's nothing going on here. Um, uh, <laughs> but speaking of things that are going on, like uh, a while back, we talked a little bit about you transitioning to MMA and doing a little bit more MMA training. And we, I know, I've personally just gotten like people sending me messages and stuff, and they're like, "How's how's Jenna doing? Like, she get hit in the face? I think people want to know if you got hit in the face yet." Yeah, I have. <laughs> so how yeah. was that? And not as bad as I thought. Because <laughs> I thought, like, man, like, if I'm the first kind of, like, first time I do, like, a MMA sparring for real and, like, somebody hits me, like, or even just, like, any kind of striking sparring, I'm like, if I get hit, like, am I going to be able to handle that? But then I think, I'm like, man, I get hit all the time in jujitsu. I get elbows and knees in the face and whatever else. And, and it's not fun, but, like, you deal. And, uh, you know, usually if you get kneed or elbowed in the face, like, yeah, it's pretty egregious in jujitsu because it's almost like you're colliding into it, <laughs> like both people going. And so that's kind of sucky. But I have a little mark on my eye. I was like, uh, <laughs> she was so proud of this, by like, the way, because I've always wanted a black eye. Like I I've, get I've, I've, I get hit in the face. I've got a toe, like a straight toe, big toe <laughs> in my eyeball. Like it just jab me in the eye where I couldn't really see good for like two days and I was like all squinty and stuff but um, it was hilarious but uh and then I'm like oh like I don't want to be infected because it's like who knows where that toe has been but um (laughs) (laughs) so that like has happened and I've never like gotten a black eye I got like my nose basically like broken um in a match because I like got headbutted in the nose when um he pulled guard so hard guard when like we did it it was like such a like violent pull that like the girl like headbutted me in the nose and then i immediately armbarred her but (laughs) my my face was swollen no black eye like just barely bruising but like i i don't bruise that easily and so i'm always like oh like you know i don't know why i think it'd be cool to have a black eye i have like one little bitty mark and i'm like okay it's gonna happen soon <laughs> it's gonna happen yeah, i've never understood that that fascination i always get black eyes at like the worst possible time yeah anytime you have like an important meeting yeah anytime i've ever <laughs> you needed... have to do your real job yeah like uh i use like it got to the point where like it's happened so many times that like when i would get in front of people and uh have to do like events or anything like that uh i would like not train for like five or six days before yeah. because and let's it, be honest it was like two days <laughs> yeah I, i'm an addict guys I he's train. so dramatic all the time with his numbers everything's exaggerated yep i'm uh <laughs> so <laughs> i mean the worst experience that i think i had with something like that is i remember uh 
I hip escaped. I was like trying to show somebody something and I hip escaped into a pole. Yep. And I remember I hip escaped so hard into that pole that it cracked like uh, I yeah, had you busted your head open. Yeah. And, that- and what sucked about that is it like you were bleeding and I had just like completely separated my shoulder <laughs> and I couldn't even tell you about it because you couldn't even understand anything that was going on because you were bleeding. Yeah. And I'm like, we got in the car deciding of with whether or not we should go to the emergency room which everybody said yes and i was he like needed mm. stitches and i was like but i'm not gonna like, do nah, it nah, nah. and it was jank but i'm like <laughs> we get in the car i'm like man my shoulder's really messed up like it popped and it separated and i got like swept and fell on top of like right on the ac joint and it was bad like really bad i couldn't lift my arm and then he's like all like concussed and like has his head bleeding and i'm like what a pair we um, make <laughs> 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 yeah, because then you have to make a decision as a man and be like, well, all right, well, I guess my head wound's not that bad. How's your shoulder? <laughs> and and realistically, you helped you help me. You mended me back to health by, like, with your one good arm, you put, like, that dust that's, like, supposed to help, like, a wound heal. We were trying to make it stop bleeding. Yeah, so we put glue and the dust. So, like, yeah, we tried to... We did to it use- all wrong. Yeah. I know better now. So the next morning I wake up and I've basically got what I would describe as like an iceberg of like glue and dust over this cut on my head. And I go into work and I'm in a conference room and I'm literally talking about something that we're going to do. And everybody's listening to me and I reach up and I can feel that iceberg on my head and it's loose. And so I just kind of like flick it with my finger just trying to like. It's like it's a scab. And yes. And the thing is, is like, it's a scab not ready to come, but because of the leverage of how much glue there was there, as soon as I flick it, it comes off. And I, I, I just know right then, this is a scab that's not ready to come off because it needed stitches. And I just watched as everybody <laughs> that was looking at me looked at me like in horror. Like I was like basically naked. Because and, you're bleeding down your face now. And at that point, I realized like it's probably because I flicked that thing and I'm probably bleeding a little bit. And as I touched my face, my face was wet. And I knew I just had blood all over my face. And not only did I have blood all over <laughs> my face, but it was like pouring out. Because by the time I was like, oh, oh, yep, sorry, everybody. I looked down and the desk in front of me has just got blood all over it because I'm dripping blood so fast. So I literally am like, oh, you know what? I got a problem. And you know what? I'll be right back. And I didn't be right back. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and was like, well, this is just effed we can bleep that or whatever but like uh then i was then i just came home i just like drove home <laughs> i was just like well that day's a wash <laughs> sent everybody an email later i was like yep sorry i was bleeding everybody was it just an internal meeting yeah kind of yeah okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't it was it was yeah it was an internal meeting for the most part so yeah yeah, yeah. Jiu-jitsu can kind of make life hard at work sometimes. <laughs> when you do, <laughs> you got to answer a lot of questions. I mean, how many times have you had to answer questions of like, especially women? I think that happens. I have like a lot of girls like I don't breeze easily, but like a lot of the women that I train with do. And it's like you have all these like basically like finger marks like on your arms and all these bruises on your legs. And you have to like and people will give you looks like, are you OK? Like is something going on at home? You know, I know. And uh, or like if you're, you know, if you've got choked and it's like looks like you got a nice hickey on your neck, like those are things that happen. And like people are going to ask questions or they won't, which is almost worse. Yes. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) 
he'd rather just explain like no it's just jujitsu <laughs> yeah you have a, a a woman in your class and uh she bruises super easily yes and um you know what i'm talking about and maybe i amanda kempa okay that's Love what you, girl. i thought, that's what so, I thought. Uh, she was the person i was thinking of <laughs> uh, uh, amanda like she just bruises super easy and like uh like you said like they're like they look like fingerprints mm-hmm. towards like one of those things like where it's somebody like, grabbed you really hard yeah and, and when like, it's on your arm you know and you go to the grocery store you do whatever and it's like it's clear that somebody like it's a handprint like mm-hmm. you can see like four fingers or whatever and um i always think to myself man like what a terrible affliction because like if you're a dude and you're out and like somebody you watch somebody notice it like you watch somebody look at it you like want to explain immediately and be like uh, all right, yeah, show us to our table. Anyways, like, we both do jiu-jitsu. <laughs> like, I think maybe that's part of the reason that I want a black eye is just so I can be like, you know what? Like, go out in public and, like, really, like, eat it up. Like, make people think that you, like, abuse me. <laughs> like, on your, like, you're getting ready for an MMA fight, too, so you got a black eye. And then uh, I'm like, hey, l- you can't eat that. <laughs> Not allowed. <laughs> Uh, and I'd be like, but I really want it. Please, please, please. And I'll start begging. <laughs> Make you look like even worse. <laughs> even though I know I can't because, you know, that weight cut is real. <laughs> <laughs> that weight cut is real. And uh, it's one of those things where it's like you, it's just so draining to have like go through that entire process of cutting weight. I hate it so much. And um, yeah. we both cut like a lot of weight before. And I feel like, Right now, it's one of those things that's really hard to do because whether you're, if you're training and just training really hard or maybe you're cutting weight because you're even, you know, like thinking about competing in an event or something, it's like your body goes through all these different aspects of like feeling tired and run down. And it's really hard right now because it's like anytime I feel tired or run down, I'm like, ah, I got that virus, I got you corona, know, for sure. <laughs> And it's one of those things is like, I know I'm not the only one that's like, anytime you, anything is wrong with you, like you wake up in the morning and you like sneeze and you're like, can I taste stuff? And you're like licking dirt and like stuff like that. Licking dirt. (laughs) I mean, do I like how you're not licking dirt there at home? Why would you lick dirt? There's probably a quicker way to find out. (laughs) Just kiss your toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your alternative to dirt is something that's like equally as like i'm just saying if you wake up you can go straight to the bathroom and just brush your teeth and you'll know if you taste or not <laughs> you don't have to like go outside or lick something dirty like the bottom go of up. your shoe <laughs> go outside go in her back porch and like just looking dog poop just like uh, i need something that's extreme something where i'm gonna know for sure too far gross (laughs) i'm an extremist so i had to i feel like though like you know we're especially uh especially because we're coming especially i know i didn't even mean to especially because we're coming to um like winter it's almost like the winter months um and everything's getting colder and so it's like flu season cold season all that's gonna happen like i think everybody's gonna be so stressed all the time if you're sick but I also think that there's a silver lining in this all because you know how many times people be like kind of sick and they're like, I'm not that sick. You know, it's probably just allergies. And I think then they come train or they're like out in public and they're like make like spreading their germs at, with everyone. And so I think because of the like coronavirus, like all this covid stuff, people will 
almost be more like cautious hopefully with that hopefully yes that's what i hope i hope that people are more cautious and so you know maybe we'll have less flu this year because yeah. of that. i mean i know every time I i've gone know. to cvs recently they're like trying to talk me into doing some kind of like flu shot flu or shot. something like that i mean they always be doing that though yeah but i feel like they're real aggressive this year where yeah. they're like uh go ahead and check out and you reach check out and they got a needle and they're like i almost like, got gotcha. you i'm like hey, hey, hey. <laughs> i already got one i already got one <laughs> stop it <laughs> i try though <laughs> yes i think that's a good <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> but uh yeah no i like i get your point like um uh one of the things that drives me crazy about jujitsu people in general is like the worst thing ever is like you slap hands you're getting ready to roll you fist bump and right as you're fist bumping the person's like yeah man i've been out for a second because like on tuesday and wednesday uh, which I was it, sick and well, it's only Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it's Thursday. And you're like, no man, you're sick now. You're they're still like, sick. They're like, I couldn't get out of bed yesterday, but like, I'm feeling better today as if you're going to be like, oh cool. You're feeling better. That must mean you're not sick at all. You're not contagious. And it was just sure. all in your head. <laughs> yes. I think that is bad. And I think that is something that, um, concerns me maybe about like a lot of these, um, tournaments and things happening. Yeah. There's been a couple different things because, I don't know. Um, it just seems like maybe people aren't like they feel like, oh, the the virus is over, even though like cases are rising. And I do think that like like I'm not scared of getting sick with the with COVID. Like that's not something that worries me, but I don't want to like if I can avoid it, that would be great. And I think that a lot of these tournaments are that are popping up now because it's just like we just need it we're done we're done like waiting and it's just yeah. time and i think people are getting a little bit sloppy with their um way of handling things yeah. just from what i see i haven't experienced it on my own i haven't been there the only thing i've done is like fight twins and and that's, that's, that's been the thing in, is like, like uh, I, thought, I thought and seth done did a, good a really job. good job of posting something seth uh daniels yeah, who runs Fight to Win. Mm -hmm. And uh, he shared something about where he was kind of nervous about uh, starting tournament or basically his show up yeah. again. And they put in different precautions, which we've done a few of them. And, um, you know, he, he said he was worried that people would follow suit in the idea that, you know, like, oh, it's not a big deal. Keep moving forward. And the thing is, is like, you know, for me, like if I, I prefer not to get it. But if I do or have had it, like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, those that's the result of my choices. There's a risk analysis you have to take into account for yourself. But it's more so about, like, other people. And that's what I can, I'm concerned about with, like, what you were saying with tournaments, mm -hmm. where it's like, um, these are choices that you're making, which is cool. But if it's going to affect the lives of other people that have, like, you know, boundaries and they're like, hey, I'm not willing to take those risks – then it becomes something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And um, that's one of the reasons why I think like in general, like for 2020, like are the, if you win a title in 2020, like, uh, you know, like I hate to say Pan Ams because I feel like it's pointed towards anybody that won it. And that's not the point. No. It's, it's more just like if, if they're talking about doing the worlds this year, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. But like if you're a world champion in 2020, like I, it has to come with an asterisk, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take away from like, Cause like I know, like I watched people get ready for it. I watched how hard they fought, and like it's not like they had you know some of the people that we train with. It's like they didn't have easy matches to get to 
that championship. And it's not like they're not fighting people that you wouldn't be like that guy. You know, might be the world champion or yeah. whatever weight or whatever. Yeah, but that's like, you know, there are a lot of people who can't come and compete because there's, you know, the borders are closed, and so it's a little bit different in that respect. Or maybe the because of the the virus, like the um, capacity is like less, so there's not as many competitors in your bracket or your division because of that. So. There's just a lot of other factors that go into it. Or maybe there's people that are in places where they haven't been able to compete or train or prepare, you know? So that's kind of something that there's a lot of other things that go into it. But it doesn't take away the fact that for me, it's not the fact that like I don't want to take away from anybody who prepared for those tournaments and won them because I think it's still a huge accomplishment. But I also want to like... um, where was I going with that? I had I had I had a thought. I had a whole thing. Well, the thing is, is like you know, we you and I were talking about this beforehand, but it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like if not everybody is willing to participate for whatever reason, or you know, like you can't or you don't want to or whatever, mm-hmm. it doesn't take away that that other person wasn't the best at that time. Mm-hmm. Is it that this time is just different? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you have to take into it. It's like um. You know, is Michael Jordan the greatest basketball player of all time? Well, it's like you look back at his era and you LeBron James wasn't playing in his era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I don't want to get into that argument because I think it's like real like yeah, no. people have been inside and outside of it. But it's just it's different. Like you rise to the competition like. But I know what I was going to say. I was like, the thing that is like kind of like bothers me about the titles and the, the tournaments is like because the. IBJF will just pick on them for a minute, but it's like they just decided like we're going to call this tournament Pan Ams. I'm removing it for that. It's that and it's this and it's like we're just going to call it this and which is probably not. I mean, it's not technically different from any other time like they but it's like there's a thing. It's like but they just decided like, okay, we're going to do Pan Ams. We're going to do American Nationals. We're going to do Master Worlds. It's like because these were going to be if we give those titles those to me, this is what it seems like. But it's like if you give those tournaments, those names, then it seems more prestigious. So yeah. we'll get more people to sign up. So we'll make more money. But if it's just an open, you know, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. And I think that so does think attract that's more people to compete. bothers me about it. Good and bad, right? Yes. It's because, like, I feel like a lot of people that are like, this is my chance, mm-hmm. like, to get my name on something yes. that I wouldn't be able to otherwise go and do it. And then I also feel like you – for lack of a better word, and I'm just going to be blunt, like you sucker like good competitors into competing because you're like, they're they're competitive. They can't mm-hmm. help it. They just want to yep. be like, I want to be the best. Like, I'm not going to let somebody else go win me. the Pan Ams, you know? Yeah. I mean, Loki, it was hard for me to sit out of Pans this year just because I was like, everybody was getting ready for it. But I'd also had gone through this whole like process with myself mentally and like had been through like some emotions and like dealt with some things where I was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's going to be bad for me. Like, like to put myself through the training and to go and do this is just not the right thing for me to do. And so I knew that about me, but I was also like, I should go compete. And that's the (laughs) thing is, is like, there are people that have basically like stayed the course throughout this entire thing. Like Mm -hmm. just been training. Yeah. And like, uh, because of, um, opportunities to compete, whether it's in like fight to win or, you know, something else. Like, you you basically are prepared. There are mm-hmm. people out there that, that aren't in that situation. And even if they could compete, 
or they choose not to or whatever it's like you know does this does this mean the same thing like if they put yeah. their name in and they lose to that person that's been like kind of training throughout like is it the same thing because this other person maybe is like had the best they've ever been because of their focus and lack of ability to do anything else yeah i don't know it makes it it makes it difficult i think so i i do think it comes with an asterisk um for for whatever reason and that's no fault of the people that that yeah. are the victors if that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah it has nothing to do with them it's like it's not to take away from that then that the titles of the accomplishments of anyone else but um, that makes me wonder in general like um motivation and coming back so like yeah. let's say you are one of these people that like has been competing a whole bunch or something like that like do you now like is it is it hard to come back knowing that like other people have been keeping the pace and like getting been getting better and maybe like the best they've ever been and like you know for a fact like hey i've been kind of sitting this thing out for a little bit yeah. like is it hard to come back i think I think more than anything, people, it's not that hard for people to come back. I, because of like the whole pandemic, like, I think people are just ready to feel like normal and, and they're itching for that kind of social, know, interaction. social interaction, the, the physical like activity, just the challenge yourself, just something different. I think people were itching for that. So the, that's why you see like these tournaments, like, um, the Nogi pans, like was like full within like two days of like them yeah. like announcing that they opened and then those kinds of things that people are really excited to get back to competition because they miss it. But I also see the other side is like, um, like myself and there's a couple other people I've talked to who have been competing and doing and training and doing all this stuff where it's like, we've been staying the course and I, and you've been like doing all the things, even if you're going to the tournaments, but it just doesn't feel the same. And so the motivation is harder. So I think that's where, like I, I can't speak to the other side because I don't know. I was I got to train this whole time and I was I've been able to like kind of, you know, compete when I wanted to and do those things. But it's also just doesn't feel the same. So it's like, why am I doing it? You know? Yeah, no, for sure. And it makes me wonder a little bit about just in general, like that's how a competitor feels. What about, you know, the person that was almost like a blue belt or almost a purple belt mm -hmm. or know even maybe a black belt i mean there's a lot of people that you know life happens and they have to stop training when they are like almost to that next level regardless of the pandemic but just in general and i think that's a really hard thing to come back to because your ego has to take a huge back seat when you come back because your timing's going to be off you're going to be like i don't feel like i even like can we take stripes off of my belt like <laughs> that's something that we've had a, actually a child that just signed up and they wanted to go like from like a high colored belt, they're like um, like a preteen, and they want to. They're like, "Can I just get a white belt?" Like they feel like they don't know anything after all that time, and it's like, "No, like you've earned those things." And I always tell people, like, "Yes, like you're gonna feel like out of shape, and like you don't know anything, and your timing's off, and all this kind of stuff." But that will come back so quickly if you just get in the gym and have no ego and train. Like it comes back. Which, by the way, like this is not something we we've talked about a lot before, and there's like some high profile examples of mm -hmm. this.
but like uh it's fairly common uh if you like run a gym or if you're like a black belt that's like awarding people different promotions and stuff like that to get a new student and then be somebody that's like um higher rank just like purple belt brown belt black belt even yeah and then they're like hey i haven't trained in you know four years or five years like should i wear my brown belt or my purple belt or my black belt even like what do you what do you tell that person yes like you've earned that right you've earned that you've been in situations and this is even saying like kind of like i've been in situations where people have showed up with a belt and they don't ask me that question and i'm like you ain't that belt or you're not at that level but that's okay that's like you're just gonna like as a professor i say like okay they're just gonna stay longer at that rank then uh they would like i'm not gonna promote, be, be able to promote them as quickly or as soon or as maybe they hope or they want but no if you've trained and you've earned that belt at some time regardless of how much time you've taken off you that doesn't get taken away from you you know you at some point were working really hard for it and like i said like it's gonna come back to you soon and if you're applying yourself like you'll be back on that level in a matter of like a month or two yeah and i agree with you even in cases where somebody feels like uh, you know i came from you know the middle of nowhere and i'm not i won't name a state because it seems like it'd be pointed and it's not um but like i came from the middle of nowhere and i'm a brown belt but like i don't feel like i'm really a brown belt or whatever it's like as an instructor and have being somebody that's like taught classes and stuff like that like i always think like that sucks for that person that they feel that way mm-hmm. because you know if you feel that way it doesn't like I don't I don't care if you if you're a bad yeah. brown belt and you're like I'm eh, no, I'm a bad brown belt or whatever yeah. it's like that's cool like you whatever. do you you know but like, if you feel bad about it it's like I want to help you I yeah. want I want you to get better so I'm going to try to pick your training partners I might even choose the techniques I'm going to teach in class that day if I have you know, like I see you and then I'm like, you know what? This person really struggles with getting their guard pass. I'm going to try to teach them basic stuff here that's going to benefit them because I see them missing that. Yeah. You know? And I mean, and it all it all comes back to the thing that we've said before and I would always say is like, and you hear it again and again, but everybody's on their own journey and you can't compare yourself to like, yes, like you should be at a certain level like to where you can compete with all like at that level with your age and your like thing, that kind of thing. Like there's a lot of caveats, but like you can't hold yourself like to the same standard of somebody who's a competitor training every day. If like I'm coming back and like I haven't trained and I was just a hobbyist and you know, I have these other things in my life that are more important. So I don't really focus on jujitsu. I just like jujitsu and it's like something that keeps me in shape and keeps me, you know, sane. And so you can't, you can't compare yourself. So it's like, yes, I understand. Like you want to be better. I I actually admire that more than anything. Somebody saying like, I just don't think I should wear this belt. I admire the humility in that. But also it's like, no, like you've earned that. You've yeah. earned that right to wear that belt. You're not going backwards. Yeah. And I think of it. Even though I threaten children to take their stripes off and their belts back on the regular. So <laughs> just th- to get them to behave. I think about it in terms of like. <laughs> You know, if if somebody's a total fraud, right? Like yes. somebody shows up and they got a black belt and they're clearly a white belt and they've never trained. Like that's another thing. And you can use. Oh, that's so different. It's, it's so easy to pick out if you're just like, I'm a, I'm a brown belt, but I just don't feel like like 
if you're a brown belt that just hasn't trained in like seven years, if you come consistently, like you'll be surprised at how just quickly stuff comes back to you. Yes. And that is noticeable because yes. like rolling with people that have come back, it's like you roll with somebody and you're like, man, this guy's trash. And then, you know, like a month later, you're like, man, this guy's giving me a really hard time. Like, yeah. you know, he knows this stuff. You can tell he's been training for like 10 years or whatever. And then if somebody's just straight up just bad because maybe, you know, like the place that they had started at, they were like the best, but realistically, you know, they just hadn't been out of their bubble or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, those people, it's like, you know, you just have a student that knows a lot of different things and they're just like missing all the pieces in between and you yeah. just try to help them with that. So yeah. it's one of those things It's like, I want to make that person feel more confident in their belt. And I think, you know, consistency mm -hmm. fixes all those things, yeah. you know? Which is, you kind of like mentioned it, but it's like the same kind of point of with people um, kind of getting stuck in an environment that's like not helpful to them. Like, are they're in a situation like sometimes maybe you can't you feel like you don't have another option. Um, and maybe like in small towns and like areas where there's not like a lot of jujitsu, there might that might be true. Um but there's all there's so much available to you like online for learning. So it's like maybe you're in a situation where you feel like I'm not learning anything new. Um, we've talked about that. If you have there, there are a lot of really good um, instructionals and things like tools out there for you to actually learn and get better. But if you're in a situation where you feel like I'm not like I think I just see this happening where people are like they get so scared to leave or so scared of their are like just so comfortable in the environment yeah. there, but they know that like, I'm not getting better. This isn't good for me. Like my professors aren't like paying attention to like anything. Like they don't seem like they care. Or I'm, I'm like trying to think of like worst case scenario, you know, of things and you might, whatever it is, it might be to you. It's like, if you've gone to your instructors and you, your professors and like express like, Hey, like I want to be better at this. And like, you've tried to have these conversations and things still aren't getting better. And it, you feel like it's you're where you're at is holding you back like you have to make that move and trust me like I feel like I can say this with the most confidence because I've been in this situation before and it's like I wish I would have made changes sooner or spoke up sooner or done things sooner than what I did because I feel like or, or at least tried new things or at least tried something different or I don't know like maybe did more open mats and like got opportunities to be in front of other people or I don't know, or just did other things. Yeah. It, did other things. The thing it's is, like, is like, in, it doesn't cost you anything to go find out, you know? Yes. And I think that's the spirit of jiu-jitsu in so many ways is to like be able to figure out like what works and what doesn't. And it's mm -hmm. like, if you feel like the place that I'm in, I'm not learning the right stuff. Like Jenna said, like we've talked about it before, like online learning, there's really good applications of that. But even then, it's like you still are probably going to need somebody that knows that game or whatever it is you're doing to like show you some details maybe that you're missing. And guaranteed, you just do so widespread now. Like, just go. Yeah. The, there's somebody you can go learn from. Go do that. I mean, coming from the Midwest, I think this is what is kind of hard too. It's like, I think it's so important to like put yourself out there to like experience other people's styles and things because. If you go to a gym, because we would see this all the time because there's not as much jujitsu available to you and where we started, but like you might start at a gym where you think that like this is great and this is what real jujitsu is and it might not be 
because you could, there's like a lot more, it's a lot easier to be a fraud or to be somebody who's like not at the right level and teaching, you know, poorly or like not being a good professor from other aspects of whatever. And so I think it's important because I would, that I think that was something like we were in a good place and people would come and they would realize like what was, what they were missing, you know, like, Oh, I didn't know like this was that like, cause I remember teaching a women's, um, only like jujitsu camp and it was like three days and, and I'm teaching stuff and I'm like, we're, we're doing a position. I think we're like passing the guard and ending up in side control. And there was a group of blue belt women who looked at me and they're like, well, why would I, why am I going to hold the head in side control? Like they didn't understand holding somebody's head. And I was like, what? Like, that's like the most important thing. Like, that's the only thing you should be doing, like for the sake of this conversation. And so it was just because of where they came from, like they weren't getting like the top level, like, or I guess adequate in instruction. I don't know. Yeah. They were being, I think they were being taught by like a purple belt or blue belt. One of the things belt. that you so enjoyed like, most about teaching those camps a lot of times is like being able to share mm-hmm. with those, like those women, like, hey, you know, you can, you don't have to necessarily even leave your gym, but yeah. like, don't be afraid to like venture out. Yeah. Because you think just- everybody else is going to have like a big ego or something. Like, there's lots check of- out an open mat and check out like open mats are probably some of the most fun training you can get because you have all these people who just love jujitsu getting together. It's not a lot of ego. It's just like we just want to train and have a good time. Yeah. And you get and everybody's willing to if you're going to good ones, like <laughs> share their information, yeah. too. It's like, oh, like that was really cool what you did. Can you show me how this or like, hey, this was giving me a problem. Like, what were you doing there? Like. Those kinds of things. Yeah, and, I think and those people are flawed, you know, like for sure. Those people are jujitsu addicts too. Yeah, so you're gonna have to like write that off. But at the same time, like you said, like for the most part, like you're gonna walk away from all those experiences just feeling like good. Yeah, like, I'm glad like, I did that. The community is such. It's it's so tight knit in a way, you know. Like it's just uh like if you're not branching out like and experiencing other things i feel like you could maybe be missing out not to say that you're not like i have my home gym i love my gym like alliance san diego is like my place like i feel at home i have everything i need there but i also just love like experiencing like training with other people and we have people come in to cross train with us and it's because you know it's good to see other looks and what other people have to offer I yeah. don't know. I mean, I think we've covered that before. Yeah. I, I so, don't yeah, think there's for sure. any caveats that need but to be But it's said just there. saying, like, if you're not in a situation where you feel like your situation is holding you back, like, just test the waters. See yeah. what's out there. Yeah, I think that's the biggest mistake you can make is, is basically not branching out, not, yeah. you know, wondering these things. And, you know, realistically, it's like you're the person that's not – you know, if 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 you're like, well, I feel like I'm not getting better because I'm not. That's your fault. Go yeah. do those whatever yeah. it is you think yeah. and figure out if you're right or not. Like that's, that's true. Jitsu to a T. It's like you- that's what I'm saying. Like if you're not like if you're not talking with people, your professors and asking questions and like you feel like you're not getting better, but you just sit there and you pout about it and like yeah. nobody's paying attention. No, no, like that's on you. Like you know how many like students I come in contact with or teach on a regular basis. It would be impossible for me to just like, like see every little thing with every person all the time. 
you have to bring this to to your, the people that you're in front of. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I think that, you know, for the most part, if you're somebody and you're listening to this and you still don't take action, even after listening to this podcast, I'm like, oh, I need to go do blah, blah. It's like, that's that's a story you're telling yourself, you know? You're yes, like, that's your, yourself. That's your excuse where it's like, well, I don't do this or I don't do that because whatever. It's like, that's on you. You can yeah. go do that. There's yeah. nobody stopping you except for you. That is true. And that's the point. <laughs> of, then hopefully the, that is more encouraging than it yeah. is like. Um, take ownership. Take responsibility like for your own journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point of this podcast is to encourage you to make you feel better. And uh, hopefully. And then also, you know, bring it down a peg if you are getting too big of a head. And that's Jenna to a T. <laughs> So you're going to get some of that with the podcast, but you know, I, I think we're really thankful and grateful for all the people that listen and, uh, and or watch, uh, the podcast. And, uh, if you have a chance to leave a review or something like that, those are awesome. Otherwise like comment on the videos, you know, subscribe to the channel. Those things are awesome. We love interacting with everybody. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, hit us up on like social media and like, let us know things that you want us to talk about. Yeah. Or if you have questions. For us we would love to answer those as well yeah absolutely we'll probably do a Q&A or something like that sometime soon um but yeah we source a lot of the topics and things that kind of we kick off here from just fans that interact so mm -hmm. uh we're grateful for that uh anything else jenna i mean also just a shout out to our, um our sponsor fuji sports like if you need geese and mma gears nogi stuff judo stuff they have it all. So go to fujisports.com. Use the code Bishop for 20% off. Which is crazy. Like we were talking about this the other day. It's like Fuji is like one deal. of the best. Like we've, we've been using Fuji gear for and I really, I almost truly a do decade. I love them and love their, the people, the company, Are One of the everything. best, most consistent products you can buy uh, in terms of geese. Uh, like you mentioned, no geese stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, 20% off, which is, I mean, it's, Especially right now, it's like no small thing. So Bishop at uh, checkout, we actually are not making a, like some, it's not like we're making a percentage of that. Like that's just for you because uh, Fuji loves us and um, we love you guys. Yeah. We love you. the love. So um, I think that's it. Yeah. We want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Not Fighting. <laughs>